Hi, this is Tony Silva. And Charles Wiz. And this is episode 169 of Two Teachers Talking. Uh, Charles and I, as you, you, as know, you know, we so get together well. <laughs> We get together every month and we talk about teaching English in Japan and all the stuff that goes along with it. And um, today's topic is uh, cheating. Um, we have uh, talked about plagiarism uh, a few times already in the past. And so we're going to kind of exclude the plagiarism part of this, but other kinds of cheating. Uh, and uh, this is uh, our uh, episode that will drop on February 1st of 2024, which is not starting off to be a great year. Um, and it's only January. So uh, hang tight. Um Fasten we'll your safety belts. It's going to be a bumpy it's ride. It's going to be a rough ride. It's yeah, going to be gonna a be lot a of turbulence ride. this year. Yeah. <sighs> and uh, each, each year, you say, we come to the end, it's like, yeah, next year's got to be better. And it's like, we're never right on that. I think this is world history. But actually, things do get better. But I guess you step back in the long run, things you know, there is progress. But doesn't feel like it when you're in the moment. Yeah, in the moment, you're right. It feels. Okay. So our... Um, yeah. So, so cheating. cheating. Cheating, cheating, cheating. Real cheating, not plagiarism. Real cheating. Real cheating. And so do you want to start off with your recent story or do you want to just talk about cheating in general well, first? Well, I think first maybe we should get some clarity about what we mean by cheating because we're, we're, we're differentiating this from plagiarism. Yeah, yeah. Right, where plagiarism is the intentional or unintentional inclusion How's that mm. for being diplomatic mm. of other people's words, ideas, or data without attribution? Right, right, right. So, and that's a, a cultural thing. But cheating is a little different, I think, on the sense that compared to plagiarism is that sometimes there's unintentional plagiarism. Right, somebody as um the president of Harvard, <laughs> some president has of Harvard might have found out. <laughs> Oh, dear. Sure. Oh. As, as it unfolded, it's like I'm not sure how unintentional it turned out to be. But yeah, but that not, was my initial take. Right? Yeah. It's like I was like, well, yeah, you forget to include that citation. Okay, but and for those of our listeners who are not familiar, there was some uh, a bruja in the United States, to put it mildly, and uh, three presidents of a uh, very two Ivy League schools plus the plus MIT were. T- um, went before a congressional committee about how they were reacting to certain political um, events. And it was then found out that the president of Harvard had supposedly or actually plagiarized parts of their papers and their dissertations. And uh, it went back and forth. But what I, I, the the woman, um, was it, what's her name? Don't know. I forget. Don't don't recall. Um, Don't do names was forced to step down. But what I found really interesting is that even though she was found to have plagiarized, she had to resign being president of Harvard, but gets to stay to be a professor. Whereas if you were a professor and you were found to... (laughs) Or if you were a student. (laughs) Or like, yeah, Harvard's really supposedly really strict on plagiarism. Mm. So I say treat them the same. But anyway, so plagiarism there, you know, so... There are times where there's real unintentional plagiarism, where people actually forget whether something's a 
quote or something, their notes, or they forget right. You're the using quotation. it against you really your idea, right? It's right. like you forget that you read it in a book two years ago. It's right. like words come out. Every brilliant idea I've ever read is my idea, <laughs> so, so to speak. <laughs> but cheating, on the other hand, is, I think, intentional and active and a choice. Yeah, oh, I think always. Yeah. Right, yeah. And I think we need to be clear from the beginning that when someone cheats, as we understand it, and I'm going to call cheating – um, you know, for example, in a test, when you look at somebody's answers or you bring notes to a test that is supposed to not have notes. Or yeah, you've got all kinds of things there. It's like when, when I was a kid, um, we called it a cheat sheet. I think most of the world calls it maybe crib sheets. Uh, in Japan, it's called a cunning pepper. Cunning paper. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've got like a, your answers or some information that you bring into the test area with you. Um, then you've got, you know, the basically just copying tests or assignments, whatever it is, like whether you look across to the other kid's desk and you copy their answers, or there's actually, you know, transfer the paper from one, per- one person to another, or even a homework, you know, it's a homework assignment, you, you know, your friend, you're someone that you bully into giving their homework so you can copy that. There was like lot of that when I was in elementary school. Um, purchasing research papers online, um, kind of a, a lucrative business. I, I've kind of thought about it. <laughs> in my in my retirement here, like writing writing research papers for money. Uh, I'm in, joking. Um, the new <laughs> world of um, AI. Um, I don't know. That kind of crosses the line. I don't know how much of it's plagiarism, how much of it's teaching. And, you know, who knows the creative minds of students. They, they're incredibly creative when it comes to this kind of thing. When you ask them to actually think of an idea in class, they're not quite so productive, but they're very, very adept at uh, skirting work and, and, and getting around things. And, da-da-da-da-da, um, hacking. Um, the you know, using uh, other students' credentials with or without their consent, <laughs> hack into you because because you know since COVID, so much of the teaching is online, so much of the students' work is online. Um, with student accounts, with all that information is out there, that means that there's a way to get it, <laughs> and so. Uh, in ways that I can't imagine, um, there's probably a lot of interesting stuff going on. Yeah. Charles, yeah, tell us about it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we do. I just um, was exposed to this uh, credential problem, which is actually uh-huh. something I never considered. It's and so right, it's different because right? it's not hacking. It's not a hacking of credentials at a pl- one of the places. But it was intentionally shared, or is it stolen? Or um, I th- the okay, the student who admitted to the situation said that three uh, three students were actively sharing their credentials. Hmm. And I got to give this student credit that they were like, they admitted everything and then they showed us on their phone the passwords and the accounts they mm. had, you mm. know, in a, on their iPhone because it saves passwords and things. Mm-hmm. Um, one student, according to this student, used another student's credentials without their 
permission. Okay. But it's something I never considered uh, that – I mean I know about hacking into people's accounts. But the idea that students oh, would share – You know, just like I would never let anyone into my account. It just well, isn't, unless you were bullied into it, perhaps. See, I, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get later on. Causes but that's kind of like of a little cheating. bit memory from my childhood. But really, anyway. go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. So just basically, that. Just like, okay. Show me your homework. Yeah, everyone's gone through that. Show me your homework. Uh, come on, come on. And I mean, this is not the first time I've uh, had. We've had to deal with cheating. Um, a couple of years ago, there was an incident where I don't know who found it out. One of the professors found out that like three assignments were identical. And then it was found out that like two students asked this really good student if they could like see their homework just so they could have an idea about what to do. Right? Yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah. <laughs> and no, I got it. No, the student who <laughs> ended up, it's, it's, a, it's really a shame because the student was like, okay, you know, if you want to get an idea, here it is. And that was a really good student, really hardworking student. And, and these other two punished. students just took, yeah, and she got punished. <laughs> it was just wrong. It was so wrong yeah, on so yeah. many levels. And, you know, the, the student didn't know. And these two students, I was like, they just got basic, like a slap on the wrist. But the idea that, to me, that you would ask someone to let me see your work because I just need to get an idea about what to do and then copy and paste it and submit it. That is like I would kick that person out of the university if I had a choice because that's just you know it's that's taking advantage for the perfidity and, and partly because of stupidity. Fifty <laughs> fifty. Well, there's also the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is actually um, there was um, another cheating instance that happened a few years ago and mm. uh, the student copied from another student and included all the typos but um, <laughs> even better even better they forgot to change the student number on the paper uh, beauty beauty <laughs> and I just failed the student they were like they couldn't understand why I was failing them and they kept that's arguing. Fun, that's it happens. Right, I, right, I, I've right. had the same experience. Okay, it's like, right. And we'll talk about this because this goes to you know beliefs, right, and and behaviors. But the student kept arguing with me and arguing and said, "No, there's nothing wrong with this." Da, 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 da. And finally, I said, "Look, you see how there are the same typos here?" They're like, "Yeah." <laughs> and I said, <laughs> "And I said, I'm failing you not just because of cheating, but because you're cheating. You're just not. You're not. You're being dumb. You're not good at it. You're not good at it." <laughs> You got caught. Don't you think like, you know, the students who are not getting caught? And that's the whole thing, right? This is an iceberg. How much are we missing? But anyway, so cheating is something every teacher deals with. And it's one of the things I think that every teacher hates and despises dealing with. Well, I think it's bigger than that. And it's like, I think that it's like, it's, it's such a difficult thing that I think a lot of us, choose not to think about it. We're kind of ostriches, right? We're sticking our heads in the sand. It's like, one, maybe, maybe we're just so obtuse, we just don't see what's happening. That's just possibility. Another possibility is like, maybe we don't want to see for whatever reason. It's like, you, you know, you, whatever you think about your, your students, you think about human nature, it's just like, it's, or I mean, just like, I, I don't, don't tell me, I don't want to know, just like, I want to ignore it. Um, 
you know, and and, and for me, I think, and I'm including myself in in this in this group here because I haven't thought about this along for a lot, but largely that's because I the way to design my classes and design my tests and evaluation tools. I can really we'll talk about that you know later in terms of prevention and stuff about how things are designed. Um, but I think underlying all of that is. I don't want, you know, maybe I'm naive, um, but I don't want to think about my students that way. I don't want to think that they're capable of doing that or that they would do those things. Um, I, you know, I, I want to trust them. I don't want to think about <laughs> them in that light and maybe to a fault. I don't know. But, um, I haven't, I don't, other than the obvious things, like they're taking a test and looking and see who's looking, you know, if there's a student who's like, obviously they're not writing on their own, they're looking, their head is moving around and looking at the, at the student's decks next to them, if they're visible and things. Um, cause that's fairly obvious. I mean, to, to us, the students don't think so, but it's, it's pretty obvious. Um, but I think we, Maybe teachers tend to approach this like like they want to think that it's not happening for a lot of reasons. I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, we hope that our students aren't cheating. And, you know, that might move us into like, you know, really why do students cheat though? Okay. Yeah. But I yeah. I think one I want to go back before we move into that direction is that one of the reasons that I hate cheating is if I report it, the amount of paperwork is <laughs> so I think what I've done in the past is simply said I've given students a choice. I say, look, I can fail you for the class, okay? Or I can report you to the school. If you think I'm wrong and you did it and you really didn't cheat, even though I think you've cheated and I think, and you know, when you say that a student's cheated, you've actually gathered a lot of evidence, right? I mean, there's just no question. It's like, look, this is exactly the same thing that, you know, has been written. And just like, okay, I'm going to fail you in the class or I can report you if you argue with it. And if you really did not cheat and I'm wrong, then. You know, let me report you and you can defend yourself, but otherwise. But, you know, I do want to point out though that one time, a number of years ago, I was using uh, extensive readers in a class. And the students had to write a summary of their extensive readers. And I may have told this story before. The student turned in a, a perfect copy of the. Um, <laughs> The synopsis provided by the publisher. I mean, it was like literally word for word. Yeah, yeah. Brainless, yeah. Yeah. And I said to the student, I said, this is copied. And they said, no. And I said, okay, well, look, here's from the website and here's your writing. And they said, I didn't copy. I mean, this student just absolutely refused I, to. I've had it. the same thing. I said, I don't know that website. And it's just, I don't it doesn't know. matter. Yeah. This is but like, it's like five it's, different websites. It's all yeah. the same stuff. Yeah. You copied it from one of those. Yeah. yeah. But this person just kept denying it. I said, look, there's just no way this can happen. There's no way. There's no diff. There's one word difference here. Statistically, that's just impossible. I'm sorry. And they argued and argued and argued. I said, look, I'm sorry, but I have to give you a zero. Next summary comes in, exactly the same problem. Oh! 
Again, arguing, <laughs> arguing, 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 arguing. Third time happens again. One sentence is different. Eight sentences are the same. <laughs> now, needless to say, by the way, I did um, – <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> I don't even want to go into it. But it's – it's a different world. It's a different universe for the student who's cheating and the ones who think they can get away with it. And, you know, yeah, obviously there's yeah. some kind of different brain wiring. But in that situation, right, it's like how much am I going to fight with the student? You know, it's just mm. finally. And so I think you're right that a lot of teachers just don't want to deal with it, don't want to see it. And, you know, what can we do? You're right. You know, just stick your head in the ground and just pretend nothing is happening. Yeah. Okay, so let's just – should we move into beliefs, student okay. beliefs? And right. I think this right. involves cultural differences also. Sure. I mean, cheating sure. is a worldwide phenomenon. As, as yeah, is, yeah, well, human nature. Right? It's human nature, right? It's to find the short, short, shortest path mm-hmm. to something. The interesting thing is from what the few studies that I did look at find that most students will tell you that cheating is wrong. Like an incredibly high percentage of students feel that cheating is wrong, but then the same students will admit to cheating. Will admit to cheating, yes. <laughs> and I find that just like, okay. Well, that's human. That, that, it's that so is human. human nature. It's that's so who we human. are. And that's it's so adolescent. It's so young person, right? And Yeah, but some of us never grow up. <laughs> speak for yourself, Tony. <laughs> Not for me. But... The interesting thing is that right, I, anyone who's worked with young people, especially adolescents, know that their their risk taking um, wiring mm, mm, mm. is just not set properly. Yeah, it's not going to happen to me. I'm not going to get caught. Right, and oh, it's just I, I won't get caught. The teacher won't see this, and we're dealing with that. And then on top of it is. So for some people, so for example, in, I think, um, in Japan, I've had this problem in, let's say, reading classes or in general English classes where I ask the students a question from about the textbook. Like, why did the, you know, why did character A in the text do this? And they just copy and paste directly from the text. Sure. And I asked my students why they did this. And they said, well, that's That's how the answer. No, no, interestingly enough, a bunch of my students, and this is at a pretty good school, said that that's how you're supposed to show the teacher you know where the information is and you've read the text. So that's an example of what I would consider cheating, but it's something that they may have been taught to do. Right, exactly. That, 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 that is the correct answer. This you is copy, the correct answer. You, you, you this find is, the, the, the relevant passage and you copy and paste it. Now, here's the answer. Right. Whereas most people I know, um, native English speakers, would consider that just to be cheating or just right, kind of Right, because the, the question is obviously is to give for you opportunity for you to give evidence of your understanding of having read the passage and digesting it, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Right. And so we have to really look at cultural beliefs as well oh it's huge because there are like you know obviously between you know we're americans um teaching in japan our our, our teaching has been in japan and there's really big differences about what constitutes cheating and not cheating 
And there's like another, another huge gulf on the other end. It's like other other countries in Asia, where um, yeah, just what in the United States would be it's blatant, it's <laughs> insane um, cheating and things, which is just perfectly acceptable. It's to say that what you do, it's like okay, you you know you're you're taking a class and there's a assignment and you have a in Japan, senpai or an upperclassman, a friend was like, was like, oh yeah, I had that class last year. Here, let me just give you my paper, and you you take that paper and you change the name on it, you submit it, and in that those cultures, that culture, um, that's totally acceptable because that teaches you how to get along in life. Because <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, but as, as someone at, at Harvard recently found out, no, 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 that's not, that's not the way it works. Uh, when you submit something as your work, it's supposed to be your work and anything less than, um, is trouble. Um, and it's, it's hard, um, you know, cause you know, we, we as Americans, we've got like our beliefs and our standards and things and we want to assume that those are going to be in play in our classrooms but we also have to like understand that one we're like in a different culture where the rules are different and when you have international students for each of those international students they're operating under completely different assumptions about what the rules are and it's 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 not so clean and easy. It's you know, if you're an American, it's like well, obviously that's teaching, that's cheating, but it's not always that black and white. This is true, but but uh, <laughs> which proves that. <laughs> but I sound like I sound like one of my students who got caught. But <laughs> by the way, I, I, I this is just. A, you know, a sideways maneuver here. In my classes, and especially in my writing classes, I, I teach my students that um, when somebody gives you feedback on your writing, and if you mm. say, yeah, but, you have to put like 100 yen into the uh, imaginary <laughs> class party, you know, <laughs> mm. a pot. Uh, yeah, the cheating thing, again, there's cultural differences and, you know, there's gradations of what's considered cheating. Mm. Uh, and then there's individual variation, of course. But I think one of the things to do is that I would like to differentiate that to me, there's two different kinds of cheating that I'm, I'm looking at. And one is just the kind of cheating because the kid, the student's not interested in the subject. It's like a required class and they're just trying to get through it. They don't see that they, uh, have um, any value from the class mm -hmm. either. And that's either how the class is designed or the content, or maybe even how it's being assessed. Um, there is the idea of, as you mentioned, peer pressure. But I also think maybe what I'm seeing in certain classes, especially like large required classes that maybe students don't have a lot of expertise in is that they're not skilled or able enough to do something. So, for example, I'm, I teach a, a large, um, a, an omnibus 
ombudsman class. Is that what it's called when you have like? Uh, that's yeah. Ombudsman is is yeah is the thing is the word. Yeah, and there's like four teachers, and each of us teaches a section. And mine's the only one that's in English. And a lot of the students don't have very good English skills, mm. and they're cheating because they they mm-hmm. don't feel like they can write things. And I try to explain just use simple English and you know your three sentence answers, your three sentence reflection. Use a dictionary for the words you don't know, but you know what? Like 95% of everything I'm getting is absolutely perfect English, been checked in Grammarly. And that's another question is using Grammarly cheating, right? Uh, It depends how you teach. Exactly. It depends how you teach. So again, there's so many variables here, but the idea of, yeah, you know, I have to take this class and there's no way I can pass it honestly, right? It's a real thing. Yeah, that... That academic pressure and that fear of failure, it's like when you, you're pushed against, you know, you're a student, you feel like you're pushed against the wall and your teacher's asking you to do something that you know that you can't do is near impossible, if not impossible. Um, yeah, you're left with a few options. It's like, I, I got, I got to roll the dice here and take a chance because I can't do it. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and that might be a systematic issue, right, in how, let's say, classes are built. Sure. So, for example, sure. I've, I've worked at schools where they stream the students and yeah. they have their yeah. system of streaming. And I, I promise you that there's always – like if I'm given an advanced class, sure. there are oh, always oh students who yeah. have absolutely no idea what I'm saying. Right, because the, the, the placement is based on some kind of – some test that – they may have cheated on. It all, they may have cheated on. Yes. It's like, wrong test to cheat on. Don't don't cheat on a placement test. That's not a You're good not doing idea. yourself any favors. Right. Yeah. yeah. I so so I've seen, you know, that kind of cheating. So I think one of the things we have to do really is just to think about why the students are cheating, what their motivation is, which doesn't excuse it. And that's part of the issue. Right. Is how clear are the teachers at the beginning? Yeah. yeah. Right. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I was always real clear on that. I was very, and you know, for all the different different kinds of reasons. So there's that, you know, as you as you mentioned, like that. It's like, well, the, the student looks at the what's expected, and it's like, no, I can't do this. Um, the other, the other, I think the reason that like the teachers would give um, very you know easily, uh, rightly or not rightly, I don't know, um, just laziness. It's like it's easier to cheat than it is to do the work. Okay. Um, there's also a, you know, a question of like time management, right? A lot of the, like, a lot of the students, um, contrary to what most teachers think, um, some of them are quite time constrained. I mean, sometimes, especially for first, second year students in Japan, the course load is heavy. Um, a lot of them may have part time jobs, and they may have other things going on, whether it's a personal relationships, a familial things, whatever. Um, and the, they just may not have the time to actually do the work. And th- in last minute panic, this is, seems like a option. And they, they roll again, they roll the dice and they hope they won't get caught. Um, but, yeah, there's all there's all those things, um, and again, like you know, most teachers will, I, man, maybe, maybe I'm not being fair. 
just like, oh, yeah, students are lazy. They don't do this and that. But there's there's other things in play. We talked about the cultural differences. Um, you talked about the beliefs and behaviors and things and um, academic pressure. And then, you know, we, we talked also about the bullying, right? Um, uh, how, you know, a student might be coerced into sharing his or her, you know, lab results or essay or, you know, summary of a story, you know, with someone who's, you know, got an upper hand on them, you know, a senpai. It's like, it's like yeah, in Japan, it's a big thing. It's like you can't, you can't say no to like somebody who's ranked higher level than you. You're in the same club or in the same team. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I know these stories from, from my, uh, my, karate teacher Shihan it's talking about it's like yeah he never did any work he just had his kohai his underlings do all the work for him and he would just <laughs> they would give him the work and he would hand it in <laughs> and then he got sent to the United States <laughs> and he had to learn English on his own <laughs> justice is served justice served Yes. It's a cold dish. <laughs> Justice served cold. And it makes for great stories. It does. It does. Right. And I think that's part of it is to point out that, you know, cheating is not helping that student move through life. Yeah, it's a good point. Right. And one of the things about dealing with a student, um, this is like a whole other section. I don't even know if we want to jump there. To, you know, how do you deal with the students so that they, they learn from the experience, that they see that, uh, you know, mm. this is just, you can't go good, through life doing this because, you know, one day you will get caught. Yeah, it's like, this is a learning experience. And yeah, it, it, I think that's really important because, and when I've been pushed to the wall with students, either plagiarizing or cheating, and I've, I thought about this exactly. It's like, well, you know, if I if if they don't learn that there are consequences, then they're going to continue to behave as if there were no consequences. Like, well, this is an educational institution. I'm a teacher. I'm going to teach you a lesson. There's consequences. Yeah, but then on the and then of course you have to deal with the institution. Well, that's a big thing because so schools are so different. Yes. I mean, I've actually caught a student um, who, you know, this is, you know, another issue of just copying something almost verbatim from the internet. Right. And right. I showed it to, like, the head teacher. And they said, oh, look how good this student's English is. They were able to change eight <laughs> words in this report. They must have very high-level vocabulary and English skills. I'm Damn. like, uh, excuse me, but Damn. there's a different issue here. And again, and there's other places I know that do not tolerate cheating at all. In fact, I was uh, looking at some school policies, and um, I started out at UC San Diego, so I decided I'd go back to my original school. And they actually, on the webpage on how to deal with cheating, says that you must report, I'm quoting here, you must report all suspected academic integrity violations to the Academic Integrity Office. Mm. It's not optional. Right. It says suspected, yep. not, not confirmed. So in that sense, there's something 
good about that, which is that, you know, the teacher gets to hand it off to people who are really specialized in this. It's probably a bunch of detectives in like one of those, you know, rooms you see in those police procedures. Don't, don't get Freudian on us here, man. <laughs> I'm those sorry. People, yeah. I says don't get Freudian here because yeah, you know, th- those people and the police officers and <laughs> anyway, yeah. go ahead. So the idea though that shows that you know in that school they've recognized that it happens. Yes. And I would I'd be really curious to see whether or not universities that have like academic integrity offices and have those policies, do they have a, a lower rate or a higher rate of cheating? Um, It'd be interesting to see, yeah. Because that's that's you know what are the disincentives, so to speak. But we can go to a point of asking ourselves again, you know, why are students cheating and they don't see the value? They're just trying to get things done. And part of it is also the structures of the assignments. Yes. Right? And how things are done. I mean, some of the things that are nice, for example, is uh, most um, learning management systems will have a quiz function mm-hmm. and or a testing function. And what's great is that you know, most of them allow you to randomize the questions, but they also randomize the answers. Yeah. So the multiple choice, right, your detractors – are also yeah, randomized. but that that, that that kills you when it's like none of the above or all of the above. It's like eh, I always like rankle. I wish there was a workaround for that. What do you mean? Um, when you have multiple choice, and it's like A, B, C, all of the above, none of the above. If you oh. randomize the answers, then like the, oh, all of the, all of the above and then, none of the above the doesn't come above in is as not the last above. answer. It's not yeah, above which, anymore. Which is yeah, why I don't use those. <laughs> Yeah, well. <laughs> but right, because sometimes you really – the all of the above, none of the above actually is like some of the better questions. But what I do in that situation if I don't have all of the above is instead of going, I have to create a fifth detractor, mm. right? So it's A, B, C, D, or E. But mm. that's one way to avoid cheating. Um, and, you know, but the thing is, is that the multiple choice test is just a fast quick way yes. to get results. It's to yep. give you basically a snapshot of what's happening. Easy, with the easy scoring. Is right. <laughs> yeah, easy scoring. And the basic fact of life is that anything that's easily scored is easily hacked. Damn. I think. Good point. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Whereas let's say I take an assignment and, uh, you know, it's like, uh, something along the lines of, uh, uh, you're supposed to explain a certain teaching technique, all right? And most mm-hmm. people would, you know, the assignment would be explain the teaching technique, define the teaching technique, explain under what circumstances it's used. And you're, you've just created an assignment that's easily hacked, I think. Mm-hmm. But if I do make a simple tweak to that, right, and just say, tell me a story, from your life, from your classroom experience, where this teaching technique was used and how it affected you. There's just, you've just eliminated, oh, the only student, let me refrain, rephrase that. The only students who will cheat are obviously students who are, you know, not really thinking things through. Yeah. So you try to personalize things. But again, you see, we get back to the whole point, which is that the teacher actually gets penalized. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, so when you you create that kind of test, then you've got to read all these stories and you got to score them somehow, rather than doing some kind of automation or A B C D E. 
Right. Um, yeah. You and and so you really have to. You know, we're getting a little bit into into prevention here, but um, to be really creative and create, like for example, objective, you know, multiple choice type tests, which are not that hackable. Uh, it's it's. And, and yeah, you, know, you, you would say, well, how do I do that? It's like I don't know. You you really just got to get creative, and I, I kind of prided myself on on the uh, you know, multiple choice tests that I was able to create, which, unless you know, you know, look across the aisle and look at the person next to you, see what their answers are. There's no way you're going to hack that test. Well, how, how did you do that? Uh, it was um, I would have. Um, because I, I tried to avoid those situations, but some in some cases I couldn't. Um, but at one university, I had um, a number of um, you know they, they had like model dialogues and things, and, and from the textbook, which was you know uh, chosen by the school. Um, but I would create um, their final exam was uh, several dialogues. And there were gaps in the dialogues. You know, these are all just completely created. I just, I just made, did not use the the ones from the book. I, 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 similar, parallel, but different. You know, different names, different situations, um, and the the content, the basic content were, you know, basic English phrases. And then I'd have you know multiple choice phrases, and you just choose the right phrase to complete. The, the response or the you know the prompt in in, in the dialogue um, and not online anywhere they can't hack into it um, the only way you that you'd be able to cheat on it is by you know, looking at somebody else's paper across the aisle and well either either I was really good at like keeping my eye on my students or I just was too naive and and just trusted them too much but um, never. Not never. <laughs> uh, that particular university I'm thinking about, but a very a similar test that I used at a different university. I was very, very happy to, uh, at the end, uh, toward the end of uh, the the ex- final exam, final exam, which is key, because we're talking about institutions, right? And uh, one student who had been particularly, I know you'll like this, uh, who was particularly rude, <laughs> all semester uh, towards the end of the exam in the back row, of course. And unfortunately, he snared another student in. He's like, so he starts like comparing his paper with the other student's paper. And I go, gotcha, gotcha. Walk toward the back, pulled both their papers. It's like, okay, you're done. <laughs> you're done. And it was, it was nice because he deserved it. He deserved to fail. Unfortunately, he uh, dragged this other kid down with him. And the kid, the other kid was contrite, and I, and I did like explain to the to the university. It's like, well, yeah, this one of these guys is the culprit. The other guy is just like a you know a victim. I don't know what happened. That was the last. Yeah, that was the last year that I talked there. I was glad to get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. I've seen that a few times where it's like, gotcha. 
<laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, I told you. Thank you. I told you Thank not you. to do that. I told you not to do that so many times. I think for teachers though, who are giving multiple choice tests, if you're going to do them online, for example, and use a test kind of function, it's really nice that you can put something in like 30 questions and then yes. you just tell it to choose 10 and it randomly chooses those 10 and then it randomly mixes up the questions. Yep. And that's a good way to go because then the likelihood of any two students, even with 100 students, getting exactly the same test. And even if, let's say, they're doing it online outside of uh, the classroom, you know, and they're doing it together, the they could be sitting together trying to answer the question and then doing the second test, right? And that's and – that, and, you know, that's – Actually, a very good learning exercise. You see, that's what I was I was going <laughs> yeah. to, to say, is that now that's an example of cheating, so to speak, being yeah, a unquote. really good thing. So, you know, one of the things is I'm always doing. Yeah, it encourages learning. It encourages learning. So we can actually say, oh, did you cheat? Yes, it was It was encouraging my learning and increasing my retention. It's like, okay, you pass. <laughs> the student were to say that. But one of the well, things – go ahead, please. No, no. Okay. Is that you and I and most of the teachers we know do a lot of group work and students can work together. And one of the things that – has to be explained is that you can work together, you can help each other, but your submissions have to be different, have to be, you know, submitted by you. And you have to be clear about that. You see, so there you can have evidence that, and I actually say to my students, you know, you have to tell me this, this give me the name of the student you worked with and mm. their student number, and then I can check and look at their, their both work. And what happens is it's actually it's a funny check because if they say they've worked together and their answers have nothing in common and they're on different topics, you're like, okay, we have to talk here. <laughs> Something is wrong. Um, but again, that might be just you know students providing the wrong information. I don't know. But yeah, it's you know it's just one of those things that it's like, why are we even talking about this? Why do we have to talk about this? Why is this an issue? Why can't students just be nice and deal with it and go through life and be fair? <laughs> yeah. And again, part of it is I, I would also argue, you know, what they're learning about life, mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. getting ahead. You know that you know it's important to get ahead. Um, there's and there's so much pressure on these young people, and we yeah. don't look at that how much pressure yeah. they have. Yeah. Uh, even in a class they don't care about. Because recently, Japan started, I think it's like only in the last five, seven years or something, doing GPA. Right? Yes, yeah, yeah that's, that's a, becoming a big thing in Japan. It's right? a big thing in Japan now. and It's, it's been that way in the U.S., but... So yeah. long. So, and it's, yeah, and it's led to like all kinds of like great inflation, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, yeah, recently that GPA thing in Japan has become a... Much stronger driving force. Right. And I try to explain to my students in my first year classes, right? They're taking a you know general education English class. And to say, listen, a B in this class or a C in this class might drop your GPA. But I promise you that if you apply to graduate school, nobody cares about your first year general English class unless you're going into English teaching or English literature, for example. Mm. 
right? That again, but these things aren't explained to the students. I, and I know that orientations are not done the way that I would do them, which is to put it <laughs> put it mildly. <laughs> yeah. When the students get oriented. So, for example, they have to go in and they uh, – <laughs> You should call it student disorientation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Greet um, uh, the Kool-Aid. Well, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm segueing here, but it, it kind of ties into this that, you know, the things are just not explained to them well, I think. I don't know if like things well, they're about this explain. I mean, the, the, the things are explained in, in, in excruciating detail, but it really doesn't have much to do with like the reality. Yes. Well, my recent story about this is that um, there was a because I'm retiring, and there was a meeting about you know the retirement explanation, and you they sent they sent give you like a package, and it's like a one kilo package. I mean, it's. I don't know how many centimeters thick, mm. right? It's a super thick package and it's daunting. It's all in Japanese. My wife is working on it and I realized, wait a second, there's no way I'm going to be able to understand all this stuff. So ask the people, can you set up like a, a hybrid session so my wife doesn't can watch from home? And they're like, no. So my wife has to go in, you know, to the school, travel long ways. Jeez. And um, I didn't attend the meeting. Anyway, as I'm walking, because I'm teaching classes also, so as I'm walking to a class, I see one of the other retiring professors, a really nice Japanese professor, who, and he's always really a, a happy guy. He's <laughs> like, something's wrong with him, I think. He's always <laughs> really happy. And he says, oh, yeah, I met your wife. She's really nice. I said, oh, thank you. And I said, so how was the explanation? He says, I understood nothing. I've heard that so many times, so many different meetings – it's like, you know, you get out of the meeting, you know, obviously I don't understand. They get out of the meeting, you ask somebody else, it's like, it's like, what, 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 you know, what was the gist? What, what, what happened? Yeah. I have no idea. Right. So bear with me for a minute here, listeners <laughs> <laughs> and Tony. <laughs> so the people charged with explaining the materials, which is part of their job portfolio, cannot simply explain things. And they miss important pieces of information. So I'm thinking that the people charged with explaining things don't do a really good job. So the question becomes, how much are students cheating because they don't understand? And they're raised in an academic culture in Japan where they're not used to asking questions and it's wrong for them to say, Hey, I don't understand. Or they're intimidated and embarrassed to tell the teacher they don't understand. So the question becomes how much of that cheating then is a response to the conditions of not understanding, not being comfortable saying you don't understand. And I think that that's, you know, so I think about the orientations Right, they go to orientation for the IT pro, you know, the information, you know, how to use a computer. Right. Nobody explains that there's a certain way to write an email to a professor. Huh. Right, you know, for example, always include your name, student number, and the class, and the date, and the period, so the teacher knows what you're talking about. Instead of like, "Hi, I'm in your class. I missed the homework. What should I do?" You'd think that that would be their job. Um, and there's all sorts of things where the students, I think, we think. They know things, and they don't. And so I guess, you know, I can understand in some ways why they would cheat. But 
it's hard. As yeah, I said. there's 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 so many factors and there's so many reasons that like push them, you know, to to cheat and things. And it's like, yeah, it's it's again, we go back to that hu- human nature thing. Um, I think the thing that's hard. Um, you, you you mentioned it a little bit here with like uh, you know the institutional support and so forth, but um, there's such a big range. Of uh, institutional uh, support for teachers, I guess teachers versus students. Whereas, as you said, we you, uh, you know, a little while back, it's like you, you you brought a case of plagiarism to to the institution. It's like, oh, well, look at how well they understood. It's like, mm. <laughs> no, and and you know, and I've worked at it. You know, in, I've worked at places like that. Um, where it's like, okay, well, yeah, you you should just fail them for that assignment. And another school, um, where where I taught, um, where there was any kind of, you know, if the teacher's decision, uh, plagiarism, cheating on a test, reported, the student fails all the classes for that semester. Mm, yes. And it's like, okay, <laughs> I, I've got some leverage here, and you know, and and they would give us the memo three times each semester about plagiarism and about che- teaching, and I would share it with the students. And I was like, this is you know, hey, this is how it is, guys. I was like, sorry, and um, I was I was grossly disappointed, really, really disappointed. One of my a student that I had first year of general. Second year, she chose me for an elective, and the second year, she submitted something. I was like, "Oh, why did you do this?" That was heartbreaking. I, I, she, I liked her. She was bright. She's a good student. Like, and a lot of times that happens. It's not, it's not the students that you think. Often, it's like it's a bright student. It's a good student. They're capable of doing their work. They've done great work. And it's like, what? And it, it, it's, it's, it's happened two times, three times to me. But like, this was one case, and this is this was like, just like awful. And she um, sent an email. Says like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know what I did, but please, I, I'd like to come to class and apologize. And I said, okay. And she she didn't show up. Um, but it was, um, yeah, that was heart wrenching. It's like, and it left me questioning. It's like, you know what? I you know I would love to, I would like to hear a story. It's like what prompted her to do this? Was it? What else is going on in her life? What prompted her to do this type of thing? I don't know. And then sometimes it's not that easy to really understand what the institution's policy is because there's one thing that might be on paper and there's one thing that the the way that it works, and it's, there's all kinds of things that are unsaid that you're supposed to be able to figure out somehow, kind of cultural things. Um, but when you catch a student teaching, uh, cheating, um, that's about the third time I've done that. Um, uh, you're not always really sure where you stand in that triangle with the student, the teacher, and the institution. Like how much support you can count on, and how you know 
will the will the schools stand behind you? Is like, and you know how sure you are. I mean, how confident you are about, um, you know, the 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 cheating itself. It's a so it's a it's a. I guess it's not surprising that a lot of us choose not to think about it so much. Yeah, that's very true. I'm thinking it's guilty until proven innocent. Mm. And when it comes to cheating, you get it, and it's like, hey. You know, look at this. So I think one thing is to look at what can teachers do, right? What can we actually do yeah, okay. in the situation? So I think the first thing that I'm really thinking that the schools do a disservice to students is that every incoming freshman doesn't get a time management course. Because a lot of the cheating I get or that I've discovered is students will just say, I just didn't have enough time. Yeah, and my yeah, response is it. always, "Well, why did you wait to the last minute?" Dai, yeah, me. Dai, fun, da, dai, mm. da. <laughs> Lots of yeah, it. yeah. My, you know, my my wife Allison really big on that preloading thing, and she argues for the same thing. It's like we, in, in, incoming freshmen, their first several weeks not content, but it should just be teaching them how to be students, right? <laughs> how to learn like, time management, how to study. How to prepare for tests, how to take notes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That, because it's, you know, they get into university and they've never been taught those things. And somehow all of us kind of assume that they should know this somehow. This is a university class. I shouldn't have to teach this. This is, these are basic study skills, but they don't have that. Well, the difference also is is that their time management up until the getting into university has been done by somebody else. Right, exactly. They basically had a personal trainer yeah. for Yeah, right, exactly. They've never been in they have to create right. their own schedule. So one of the things and you can't ask your schools to do it because I've I've banged my head on, on this one for so long is that look, we have to give teach them time management skills and we have to teach them basic um you know, etiquette skills. You know etiquette or, Basic manners, basic manners, study skills, and communication, time management. right? How to communicate digitally? Nope, 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 nope. Pol- so, politely, yeah, yeah. So one of the first things I have to I start off every class, and if you're a native speaker, almost all of you are doing this. All of us do this. Is like, hey, native speakers are a little bit different from your Japanese teachers. Your you, you know, Japanese native speaker teachers, we have different expectations of, you know, things. And sometimes they overlap and sometimes they're different and you have to be aware that there are differences here. And explaining those things, I go through, and again, you can't expect anybody to do it. And it feels like it's an irritant or it's a pain or it's uh, an obligation you don't want to take on or it's going to detract from your content or what you've planned, but teaching basic things like note-taking, um, how to manage your notes, how to communicate to the teacher, and how to do some basic time management. How to prepare for a test, yeah, right. et cetera, et cetera. You know, if you spend two classes on that, or you spread that out over the first three or four classes a little bit, those students will really benefit from that. And sure. I, you know, when I, in my like independent learning classes or reading that LNR classes, listening and reading classes. The first two classes are just spent on note taking and managing your notes because it's part of the class, right? Listening and reading means learning how to take notes, right? Instead of, uh, you know, just preparing for a TOEFL test, for example. But that again is an example where, uh, you know, there has to be a buy-in from the students 
But one of the things to help avoid cheating is to try to give students um, the skills or exposure to the skills. And that's the problem because even if you expose them, <laughs> you know, it's a question of uptake right. to do those things. And that might help. Also being really clear. And you have to remind students. And you have to remind students about, you know, that cheating is just not going to be tolerated, that you will automatically fail the student if you suspect that there's cheating and that the responsibility is on them to prove that they didn't cheat and be clear about that. So you have to keep copies of your drafts. You have to be able to show me your notes, your study notes, things along those lines. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that really, that's very reassuring. It's like those those preemptive warnings. Um, no matter how clear you think you are, maybe double it, triple it. <laughs> Just to make it very, very clear. It's like orally in writing, and make sure that the students understand what where the lines are, what 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 cheating is, what cheating isn't, plagiarism, plagiarism isn't. Um, and also very clear about the consequences. Um, very, very important. Because, you know, we, 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 this is a, a recurring theme. Is it's like, but, you know, they understand. Maybe, you know, you're talking to class and you think that you're being 100% clear. Students, maybe they're understanding about 30%. Yes. If you're lucky. Yeah. Um, it you really, really, really have to be clear. And, you know, if you do that, it, you, know, you know, either speech or in writing, um, then when, when, when the time comes, then you, you don't have to, you don't have the qualms. You just like, it's like, listen, you, I, I said it, I wrote it. You said you understood it. I asked again, you said you understood it again. It's like, what's the problem? I made this very clear. Um, but uh, you, you yourself have to be very confident that you made that clear to the students where the lines were and what the consequences were for crossing the lines. Well, you just gave me an idea. I can't believe I never thought about this. So here's what you do. <laughs> you, you talk about cheating. You give the cheating explanation. You give the notes to the students. And the next week, you give them a quiz on there cheating. And then what you do is you find a student who cheats and you say, listen, on the first quiz about cheating, you got 100% correct. Beautiful. <laughs> right? Which means you understood what I said. And then you cheated even though you understood what I said. Game over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how – yeah. that, that's what I would do if I were continuing to cheat. To cheat next year. <laughs> to cheat, yeah. Cheat, 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 Cheating, cheat, 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 yeah, cheat, There we go. Yeah, I um, think that's what I suggest teachers do is explain your policies about plagiarism, cheating, expected classroom behavior, let's say etiquette. Then give the students a quiz. Test them, grade them, give them the quizzes back. Then say, I'm going to test you again the following week. Review the materials, make sure. Now you've got your, your results, Right. And you can see if a student's only getting 60%, you'd say you got to pull that student over and say, okay, you didn't understand this or this. Yeah, but let's, this yeah let's explain this. Right. Stuff. Or if your students get like 90% as the average, 
Yeah. Then you get to turn on the third class and you get to say, okay, everybody, here are the results of the first quiz. And you put, you know, the anonymized data up, first quiz, second quiz. It's you, everybody understood what I said about cheating. Therefore, if you cheat and I catch you cheating, there's not even Dead. a discussion. Yeah, yeah. That's, I yeah. think, the best way to do it. It's, and that's it'll, cool. I, like I, that's I nice think that'll idea. work. Yeah, I can't believe I never did that, and I just thought of it now. <laughs> well, we all, we all, life is learning. We always learn something but, new, and it's, it's great. But, yeah. hey, anyone you're listening, you, you know, pass that on. One of the things that, um, that I did with, like, when I did the explanation things, I always kind of exploited the, the Japanese. I probably mentioned this when we did the plagiarism stuff, but it's worth repeating. Um, yeah, kind of I exploited the uh, Japanese peer pressure thing, and when I talked about cheating or plagiarism, always included uh, the the concept, the idea. Well, again, how much how much do they really understand? I don't know, um, but uh, use the 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 concept of peer pressure. And it's like it's like if you're you know if you're plagiarizing you're cheating, um, you're telling me several things. It's like, like one, uh, it's like you think that I can't tell the difference. <laughs> so I can't tell the difference between your writing and like something that you've co- copied and pasted. And he's like, well, that's if that's what you think, please just go find yourself another teacher. <laughs> I, if you think I'm that stupid, <laughs> it's like please just go find somebody else to learn from because uh, obviously you think I'm smarter than me. But worse, but you're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but worse is like when you when you when you cheat or you plagiarize, you are look around, look around, look at the person next to you, look at the look around the classroom. It's like you think that you're smarter than all these other people, and that you think that you're going to get the same credit for doing no work, and all these other people who are studying hard, working hard. And he says, those people are my students, and you don't get to do that to my students. <laughs> Sorry. And I'm going to come down on you very, very hard because no one disses my students that way. And to show them, if you don't want to show me that respect, show them that respect. Don't. And it's like, oh, it kind of works because I didn't have that, that many, you know, instances. Incidences of cheating over the years. I mean, there were, I mean, there was a number, but not that many. Yeah. Um, or they just didn't notice. One. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, that's part of the problem. But right, you know, I do something similar where I say, you know, when you cheat, when you copy, that's not fair to the student who's worked really hard. Right. You're not. Right, exactly. You're not. You're not insulting me. You're not being disrespectful to me. You're being disrespectful to your classmates. And again, as I say, I won't tolerate it. And by the way, for people who are thinking that Tony's description of saying, I'm going to come down on you really hard if you cheat, well, I don't think it's that bad because the students who don't cheat understand it are probably going, hey, finally, somebody's being clear about it. Yeah, yeah. The student who might cheat is now worried and you've just Mm. given them a disincentive, right, to not cheat. And the students who cheat are now scared. There's like, you know – and something else I think that also leads to cheating, and we should kind of start wrapping up, Tony, but yes, something yes, yes. that I really think, which is we also think that students can't handle things. Um, that, 
right? These students are fragile. Mm. Well, when someone does something wrong, when somebody cheats and you intervene and you call them on it, okay? Or when you point out a behavior to a student that they're being rude, for example, or, you know, this was not right, you copied, you plagiarized, you cheated. You think that, ah, maybe I'm traumatizing the student. Well, maybe it's temporarily traumatizing to use an um, an exaggerated word, some hyperbole here, but you might be setting them straight for the rest of their life. Yeah, it's an important, given an important lesson, right? And believe that lower, lower stakes rather right. than you know, failing. Might failing a first year class for cheating is a whole lot less than uh, you know um, stealing from your company because uh, you did you know something. Yeah, and ending up in jail. So right. yeah, that that was a that went through my mind with a, when I was talking about that one student I really enjoyed nailing because he really needed. To learn something, because he was headed for jail. <laughs> he was headed for jail. Yeah, you may and have maybe seen. he still is, but not because I let him slide. Right. So just remember, you know, when you talk to the student, say, "Please explain to me how you came to this answer," or "Explain to me how you wrote this paper." Explain to me what you think are the key ideas, right? And then share with them, and just say, "Well." Based on my experience and looking, I have another, or you could say, I have another student who exactly has the same answer, same paper. Can you explain how that happened? And, you know, give the student a chance. And then you, if, then they get to the hard part when the student admits it, what should you do? But that's yes. a whole nother episode of how to deal with <laughs> those kinds of students. But I think we've yeah. covered a reasonable amount. And I think we did a lot. We did a lot. I just want to add one thing please. that I, I didn't. Um, interject at the at the, at the time we talked about uh, prevention and, and uh, classroom things uh, teaching and this is a really great idea uh, practice uh, that my wife Allison uh, does with her classes um, she gives a test and then at the end of the test like last five or ten minutes she lets the students compare their answers mm-hmm. and discuss. And change your answers and things. And we talked about and you know one thing is I, I I've never done that that I remember, um, but um, I always liked to think about my tests as continuation of learning. Uh, it's like each one each each test was also a, a learning experience. Um, and yeah, and some some people might hear that and think it's like, well, that's. Crazy, especially the students. No, it's like, well, I just copy everybody else's answers. But <laughs> at the end, it's like, well, it's like, which answer is right? Because <laughs> you know they got different ideas, different opinions, and yeah, that's it's like an uh, an extra little um, uh, experience there at the end of the test. Which it's like, well, yeah, it's like, okay, it's like an initial self test, and then you get your test back and you get the answers. You figure what was the right one is wrong, but before you do that, there is some kind of inner Again, some kind of, I guess, very intense interaction among the students, you know, the groups that are comparing their their answers. Um, but yeah, it's like it's not just a test, not just an evaluation task, but it's also a learning task. So um, I just want to throw that in um, for people. Is like, well, you know, that's something you can do. Uh, like I said, I don't know that I've done that. I might have done it. Low, low risk tasks and things, but I'm not sure that I have or not. 
but it's, it's kind of an interesting idea. Okay, I have to add something to that. <laughs> so okay. we're, and that is that ideally, a test should be a learning experience. Yes, it should be an opportunity for the students yes. to like bring their knowledge together. Yes, and I can't emphasize that enough. And I try to do that as much as possible. And the other thing that I do is a little different from Allison. Is I actually let the students take the tests in pairs or groups sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then they start talking with the answers. And of course, the problem is you have a student who didn't study. Right. Right. But you can also add in, you know, please, and then you add in something which is write your group number, members, numbers, and give them a score of zero to five for how much they added to the task. And of course, yeah, there's or, lots of problems or, with that. But or you shut it, shut it down early, and yeah, have them like write right. a yeah, or you, what you, three yeah. or four sentences about what was your group experience like. Okay, or even better, you just gave me an idea, which is that it's a two part test. There's the group okay. section and the individual section. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you could have students work together, answer the questions, and then say, okay, now here's the individual section part. And if you get an incredible discrepancy. You'll be able to see that. But the idea, again, is – and it goes back to the stakes and you know how the students are perceiving things. If you can make the test a learning experience and somewhat interesting and challenging, and I think you're going to have a lower rate of cheating. But I think the problem of cheating is not that big in the sense that it's most of our students. The problem is it's more than I want, Right. And I want zero cheating. And even if it's one or two or three students per semester who are cheating, I'm bummed and I'm irritated. But and mainly because I know that it means that there's probably more going on. And Mm. I think that it might be a problem. But okay, should we wrap it up then, Tony? All all those good ideas we had. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think the best idea that I've come up with in a long time is explain your cheating policy, then test the students on it test them again the following week, and then you have the data to show, hey, you passed the test. Now, unless you cheated well, what on happens the test. If they cheat on those tests. <laughs> right, that's the whole point is that they cheated on that <laughs> test. And, but, you, but then you get to say, but here your score shows that you understood, right? It says, I, I understand, true or false, if I cheat, I will fail the Whoops. class. True, you wrote true, so you understood it, obviously, right? Okay. Obviously. All right. Obviously. Okay, yes, obviously, <laughs> famous last words. Okay, so I'm Charles Wiz. Yeah, Tony Silva. He's Tony Silva, and I'm Charles Wood. <laughs> and, 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 and. Also, um, just extra little, uh, a little furbelow, little, little gift. On the, on the webpage, you will have uh, some links to some uh, great teacher cheating stories <laughs> uh, that you might find interesting. Okay. Two or three links. Well, there, that would so. be a great yeah. collection. Well, just saying, right. you know, it's just like classes the, are ending in Japan, so you got yeah. some time. And so, yeah, pour yourself a drink and yeah. enjoy. But I'm just thinking, you know, every year there's always like, you know, the the, the 10 best sh- British short stories or the 10 best. Oh, the stories. The right. Stories. So it should be the 10 best teacher <laughs> cheating stories, right? That'd be a great yes. series. All right, Tony. Well, be yep. well and talk to you soon. All right, man. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.